I just been living off of the bankroll. Had a saying go, got it flooded to my ankles. Need a raincoat, pair of boots, and a dang bow. Gotta stay flow. I might pull up in a stage. Hi, Roman is here, and welcome to the Get Cracking Podcast Knowledge. About everything, basically, we try to help you advance in your life through the interviews from people who've done it and who hopefully figure something in their life. Uh, we are on a mission to healthy accelerate each one of us to happiness. And today is a bit unusual for me because we have a video set up. There are three cameras. There is a guest. Everything is super ready. We are going to the next level. So I am a bit nervous about that, but then also very excited. So thank you very much for tuning in. And our guest is here, Yuska. Welcome to the pod. Thank you for having me, Roman. Nice to have the invitation. I'm super excited, but a bit nervous as well. A bit nervous. But that's, I think that's good. Good sign. Before we go to our agenda today, yeah. we have a tradition in our podcast. Mm. Everybody who comes in is being forced to do the pitch presentation of themselves. Oh my God. You ready? Uh, kinda. Floor is yours. I'm going to do it in three seconds. I'm a fan. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we go yeah. now. <laughs> I, I'm going to start it all over. So, uh, to name you know, my name is Juska. I have two whys, uh, why I'm here today and why I'm actually living my life, which is one, be better, get better every day. And two, make this place better than, you, than it was when you came in. That's kind of my whys, and I usually start with the why. From my background, I'm from Kotka, which is eagle in English. It's kind of an inside joke that some people call me as an eagle. Uh, is it your nickname, right? Yeah, kinda. Uh, some, some places, uh, but Kotka is a kind of a, a plural city, which means that I'm really kind of gotten this determination, discipline, and attitude through through the city, uh, place I worked, and people I live with, which is a huge, I could say, a factor why I'm in sales and business development. Uh, I used to be in football, so I really, really use these same skills and attitudes and behavior in the sales. And at the same time, I believe that sales is the uh, could I say root for me to be a best possible asset for doing greater good. Uh, but from that, I want to be remembered as a dedicated dude who believed in you more than you believed in yourself when you had, had it hard. So I believe in that kind of human to human interaction. And the purpose for this session for me is, of course, to fulfill my those two whys on the start and, of course, have fun with you, Roman. Cool. Uh, how, how did I do? I think you did great. I'm. I have no timer today, so I'm like I'm, <laughs> exactly. 60 I'm in the seconds. Notes. Exactly sixty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> uh, I think it's great, and I I happy that you started with why because why is a is a big part of our lives, and I think everybody should figure this out. But before we tune in, maybe to the subject, yeah. uh, what do you think? Is it important to be able to present yourself? I believe it is because at the end of the day, uh, we can talk about sales and stuff. But for me, I believe everything is sales, and sales for me as a definition is a ability to create value, help people and uh, solve problems, but at the same time, of course, create value. Right. At the same time, if you have a purpose and you can pitch it, it's super important, crucial actually, I believe so. Yes, 100% agree. And maybe just to frame a bit our discussion. Yeah. So you are from uh, sales and business development and partnerships type mm -hmm. of uh, positions from your background. So this is our first block of content that we will be discussing today. Right? Awesome, awesome. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I have something to say that people are interested of. For sure you have. Um, <laughs> okay, so also another topics on our podcast, we frequently try to look backwards really mm. far mm. Uh, and then understand how did you start? So do you remember your first sales-related job? 
Yeah, I do. Actually, it was an awesome company called Academic Work uh, doing my studies. Oh, I know studies. this one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it was, I think, a perfect first step in B2B sales right. because uh, I got the training for the first week uh, and I just had to hit the phone and start getting results. For me, that's the best way to learn. Really go in there, start uh, prospecting and prospecting, of course, researching companies and having those calls and setting up meetings and finding problems. Of course, from that point on, uh, I've developed myself a lot. I've been developed, but yeah. And then the first, so the first position, was it so that you need to do your cold calls like full time or how many cold calls per day did you need to do? A lot, <laughs> <laughs> a lot. I don't actually remember the targets 100% exact right now, but I would, I'm going to throw a number, uh, five meetings per, way, uh, per day. You had to set up, set those up. And of course, usually uh, you had to call many calls yeah. and it was only cold calls how did you feel about that uh, at first i was terrified right because of course i i had a p2c sales uh, background which meant that talking with power decision mm. makers mm. wasn't kind of things that i did uh, uh, from the get-go so it was terrifying and scary but once you kind of started to understand things that actually make the cold calls valuable mm -hmm. uh, i understood that it's really crucial skill to have because you can actually start creating value from the first questions and have a kind of the power balance in a way. You are creating value for the decision maker and for yourself at the same time. So you have to just uh, figure out things to make it make it more uh, sensible for you. The way I see it, by the way, so yeah. the cold calls are essential practice for the sales job. Yeah. So everybody should go through those. Yeah. Um, that's a hard pitch, but I would say yes. But at the same time, I believe the culture has changed a bit. Mm. So before, and I might be wrong in some some eyes, but for me at least, it was more or less cold calling, which mm -hmm. meant that you don't know the person, you might not know who you are calling to, why you are calling. But uh, during my years in sales, I've learned that you have to actually uh, earn the right to call, which means during your research, you have to find some reason that you actually you are confident about to talk with and why why you should as a decision maker or a person yeah. just listen to me but i believe that's a crucial thing there's a lot of, a lot of methodologies and ways to do call, sales but i believe that cold call is essential whatever you do you should do it did you like it or not did you hate it or did you like it the cold calling uh i started with hate mm -hmm. but now i love it so, so how you transitioned? So because yeah. I hear from everybody is like, yeah, cold calls. We, we we hate them. Nobody likes to do the cold calls, yeah. and it's such a such a stress that you need to pick up the phone and you are like calling somebody yeah. you don't know and you're trying to sell. The person might even really need the product that you're trying to sell. Yeah, but it's a stressful situation. Okay, okay. Uh, let's have an analogy. Right. Yeah. Uh, you play golf nowadays. At least I've seen you doing it at Instagram. The golf. Yeah. Golf. Uh, learning. Yes. Okay. How did you feel about your first swing? Uh, I didn't feel I missed them I mean, and completely missed the ball. It was like, Phew. how did you feel like confident, <laughs> little no, off no, the place? You didn't terrible. control anything. Then no control. At yeah, all. So you didn't have any confidence in yeah. yourself. So exactly the same with the cold calls. You start with the bad swing. Right. You might not know what you're doing. And at the same time in golf, you have to have the right impact on the ball to get it to the right place and True. know what you're doing. The same, I think, mentally goes with the cold calls that when you have a system for yourself, you have a process that you actually follow through, uh, which means you build the purpose for the call. Uh, you are knowing which company you're calling. Mm -hmm. uh, you have the problems in hand with that specific title, for example. Yep. Hopefully user use cases or references, whatnot. 
it's a it's a matter of confidence in that way. Okay, you know how to execute the perfect golf swing. Maybe eight of the time it doesn't land exactly where you want it to, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, doing a when you when you do it multiple times a day, let's say, or in a week, you more or less start to get traction in that, and you build the confidence level. Yeah. So. I believe it's an execution, but of course you have to have some kind of really formal training to understand what are the parts of uh, making that cold call valuable. And hopefully not think of, thinking about it as a cold call, more, as a, more or less just a, I'm calling a business call to somebody to build a value. Mm-hmm. So framing that whole situation for yourself and of course building the skills and stuff like that. It is such That's a actually a really good question. And it's such a good analogy because uh, I remember I also posted something like this on Instagram yeah. and then it was a golf-related kind of post. But uh, if you extrapolate a bit further, yeah. it's about many other disciplines that it takes you practice and courage exactly. and iteration and the process and you might need the coach that, you know, to fix your swing, etc. And there is so many things and big process you go and then finally you actually get somewhere. Hopefully you start to close those calls, you start to set up, not close, but set up the meetings, right? Yeah. So that was, that was the metric. Um, okay. Yeah, I love but, it. But actually, just to reflect on that, that's actually the really good analogy, just continue a little bit further because when you watch the best golfers from TV, for example, does it look a little bit too easy? It, it's insane. And so it, it, our our friends who were like playing with us, they're like, and then yeah. like no effort, and it goes so Holding far. One every 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 time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but the same goes with every profession, and uh, when somebody is really good at something, it just looks super simple. Yeah. And I think that's the sales in a nutshell. It sounds and looks maybe easy. Yeah. Oh my God, how hard it is. Is it easy to land your first sales job? I mean, not maybe not for you, but just in general for people who are interested in sales. I would say yes. Okay. It is, um, but then again, what should they demonstrate? Yeah, that, that that's a good question. Um, I'm just going to reflect on myself because mm-hmm. that's maybe the easiest way to continue the discussion. But uh, of course, the determination and uh, kind of belief in yourself that you can do it, it is not that easy. But at the same time. If you show curiosity, uh, willing to, willingness to learn, you, you'll get a lot of no's. So resilience in a way that you understand that it's not personal. Everybody should kind of, uh, I would say, understand that anything in a professional life is not personal, even though it might feel like mm-hmm. that. So just take the no's, wait for the yes, and continue the grind in a way. Uh, but those are the behavior things. But the discipline is maybe that the most important part in a way of course you have to be good with people one way or another there's a different ways of showing doing uh, and uh, maybe exercising that as well yeah uh, but the, still the discipline in a way because the people who at least who i'm seeing showing success in sales they go in even though it's raining there might be some difficulties in your life you go to work on monday morning 8 30 you start executing the stuff that creates value. Yourself, right. your company, whatever. So it's not like, well, today I don't feel like it. I'm not saying every other profession is like that. I'm not implying anything like that, but sales, it's uh, a lot about, uh, at least for me, it's about uh, using the same kind of skills than in a uh, professional sports where I'm not have been professionally, but what I've at least uh, seen from the sidelines, you really have to own yourself into it. But I believe that's the same thing in any other profession where you want to be. Uh, 
leader or excellent. So there is this concept of you know showing up. Mm. So it it feels that That's in sales one. it would be like really important to show up no matter what. Because like you know, yeah. so if I if I compare you know the positions I was before, then in the days when I don't feel like I can reshuffle a bit, do some maybe different duties, maybe be or myself a bit mm. more, like grind some emails or read some materials. Yeah. But then if you have meetings and you're interacting with people, so you need to show up even though you don't feel it, right? Yeah, uh, that's actually a really good point. It's a I'm I think you know part of the law, which is. 80 20 mm-hmm. the 20 mm-hmm. percent input gets you the 80 of outcome um, i believe in that in many ways that if you show up you actually are on road to do something already um, but sometimes it's really bit harder sometimes it's easier and everything comes to understanding in a professional life at least how you manage the time how do you how you actually execute your things how you plan things and how you follow your plan and that's exactly say, exactly that but talking about your profession like how do you see that reflecting on other positions i'm just i've been in sales for now maybe five years straight so trying to reflect your your ideas as well so do you mean the the concept of showing up yeah exactly um again i think the best way for me to reflect from something that i've done Mm. or i was like contributing so i was also a lot in the people related roles Mm. and the team leadership and then there is like you know it's kind of the same so i need to show up for people because their let's say well-being their attitude their motivation their you know presence at work would be dependent from myself and then you know in the situations when when i cannot show up Mm. it might mean that they will not show up either Mm. because and then you know my attitude will drag down everybody's attitude yeah so i think it's it's super good to understand and then you know steer maybe where you can so mm. that's that's why i've mentioned that reshuffling the schedule this yeah. is this is the tool and you know people need to use it if you don't feel that you can perform you know push it to the next week you know push it to tomorrow like fix yourself and then get on it <laughs> yeah, yeah actually well i kind of disagree on that a bit mm-hmm. in sales i'm not saying that you're wrong or i'm right but what i what i believe in that if you take care of yourself mentally mm. and physically of course and that's one of the points we might talk today but take care of yourself and then you can actually, uh, well, show up and uh, execute on times and places you have to execute. And sometimes you shouldn't force yourself. True. But taking care of yourself is a super big part of True. being able to execute on the spot because 100%. sales is usually that. You, of course, you have to prepare and plan and uh, all important things. But at the same time, it's pressurized job because it's metric-based, uh, success-based and achievement-based in many ways so you have to really focus on uh, really focusing on uh, really being healthy in many ways yeah i agree on that yeah which i don't i eat in mcdonald's only no (laughs) sometimes (laughs) sometimes sometimes yeah some of my friends they're like "Ooh, mcdonald's (laughs) yeah i found the mcdonald's application through my friend one one day uh, maybe three weeks ago okay life changer yeah, it's, it it's dangerous but life changer <laughs> because you, you can order stuff uh, on the spot uh, before you go to mcdonald's you okay. get points which and points oh, use it is gamified e- oh and no when you get points you might get some you know better meals cheaper ex- extra wow. cheeseburgers oh. they're hooking us in yeah. <laughs> oh no yeah um okay uh something else was like on on maybe my agenda to ask yeah 
is maybe money question and mm. then the structure. So sales is maybe known to be one of the highest paying professions mm. ever. Mm. Um, so from here, if we can have a you know some discussion of would you share what do you know are commission percentages, let's say they are across the industry, if you can give us some examples of what, what sales managers are making, this is one thing. And a second thing is, is it worth it? Yeah. Is it worth the money? Yes, of course. <laughs> but of course, I want to have a distinction here. Uh, I am usually an individual contributor, which mm -hmm. means that I'm a, a part of the sales team or uh, heading the sales mm -hmm. by myself, selling whatever I'm presenting that time. Mm, starting from, let's say, the uh, base structure, uh, this, this is my individual point of view and opinion that you should survive on the base salary, whatever it is, and then uh, the commission, you should invest it or, could I say, create, big, uh, create bigger things with that, right. which means that I'm not saying that everybody is on that structure or are aiming for that structure, but I'm aiming for that, that I have a base that I'm going to survive on my daily, lives, uh, daily life, which means, of course, income, uh, sorry, uh, invoices, uh, housing, mm, whatever. Mm. And then uh, when I do sales uh, and, of course, overachieve, that's a bigger reward. And so, long story short, I believe that's worth it. But at the same time, because you are in control of your income in many ways, again coming back to that you really have to take care of yourself because you are usually measured by your success metrics uh, things like that and some places where you go you are a number uh, you are not maybe taking care of that well so take care of yourself find places where you can thrive if you are finding a sales position really ask questions that you can really could i say see what the culture is is like uh, how they want to actually promote people uh train people how they do make decisions and stuff mm -hmm. like that um but hey back to the question on the structure and the percentages it depends a lot uh, if you are in let's say it and technology uh, i'm highly focused on the uh, software as a service market SaaS market uh, i know a bit about that and that depends a lot uh, about the commission structure but uh let's say account executive um, in a leading uh, SaaS company, for example, uh, there's a, we could go super deep into this, but there's different kind of a sales levels, which is uh, small companies, uh, SMB, uh, then there won't be middle market enterprise, and it can be divided in a, in a smaller segments. Uh, middle market m might, might achieve quota with would be for the person, him or herself, 130k per year. Per year, yeah. Yeah, which means that it might be divided 50-50, 50 as a pay, and on that, that it would be 65k per year. 65 if you reach a target. And of course, if you're in the right place where it's uncapped, mm. uh, so you can earn as much as you just can do uh, what is possible. You can go to 200 uh, percentage and of course, usually kickers come in, which means that it actually accelerates the percentage of revenue. Mm -hmm. um, but from that point of view, uh, the percentages uh, the percentages in those uh, compliance, they vary a lot, depending on what they sell products and all the portfolio and stuff like that. Yeah, but basically what, what I hear, yeah. so those are pretty solid numbers and mm. kind of good 
paid jobs mm. and then also from what i understand uh, almost everyone can you know reach those levels and then with a certain dedication with a certain kind of fine tuning and training so you can become this um let's say sales manager not necessarily like the head of sales mm. but the, just a sales manager executive uh and making you know those numbers yeah it's a it's a possibility of course we are in a market uh, where sales is quite hard at the moment of course in market but this is the one of the part in sales that you really have to focus on mm. things that you can uh, have power on right what you can affect on you shouldn't think about how hard it is or what's the market situation or what the customers are saying you really have to focus on what you can control so at the moment, uh, there is this net website which name uh, we can put somewhere in the uh, introduction. Sure or, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, which tells you the average OTE, uh, so the percentage of people who actually achieve their targets in companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's US based and doesn't show Europe numbers, but it tells you the situation in the market, which is quite complicated in a way. Mm-hmm. So talking about who's going to achieve their numbers at the moment, the best salespeople like always in recession whatever the hardships they will thrive but then again when it gets gets harder i would say the floor drops a little bit further down the line and of course uh, big companies have been cutting down their sales uh hands up uh, i've been laid off from my past last right. position because of things that happened in the business i couldn't control something but still i know the effects yeah. of it so it is a it's a nice game but it's a hard game it is um and I think so. Our listeners are all across the board. Yeah. So I mean, they some of them might be interesting to join sales. Yeah. But what also what I've assumed my hypothesis is that most of them maybe will not pursue this. If we could maybe have a small crash course or on how to sell, if mm. you are not a salesman. So if you could give us some tips or what should I have in mind when I want to sell something. But I'm not a salesman, and it's not my profession. What's important? Wow, you put me in the spot there. Is that right there? Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, like wow, wow, wow. Um, let me gather my thoughts a bit. Well, let's start with the attitude towards sales. Um, we know that the market itself and the sales profession maybe is kind of overlooked, mm-hmm. uh, which means that you really have to define what the sales is for you. Uh, like said uh, earlier. I see it as a value creator. Sales is just the outcome of what you do, uh, which means that you should have a purpose on your sales. This is this is my philosophy, and some might not think think about the same way. But really think, why would you be good in sales, or why you, why you want to pursue it? There's a good rewards, but at the same time, uh, finding places where you can help. Uh, creating difference in growth and in income. Of course, uh, you have to understand that this business is business, and it's not a it's not an easy profession, but at the same time, it's the place where you can challenge yourself to the top, yeah. uh, develop yourself every day. Uh, I think you might know this, but there's this uh, compound effect of be 1% better every day. Sales is, I think, all about that, at, at least for me, which means that you get in front of all kinds of people, you get to learn let's say in IT side, you're going to be one of the first persons to learn about new stuff, new trends, uh, touch on subjects that, uh, let's say specialists on some levels don't ever gonna touch because you have to be kind of a jack of all trades and really on the trends and all the stuff, uh, on top of all the stuff. If you want to create value for yourself and for for the company and actually uh, challenge yourself every day, create results, 
uh, think it as a, as a fun game to play as well, uh, because it has to be fun that you can endure it, then hop on to endure it. But it takes ridiculous amounts of uh, failings to be a really good cold calls, uh, outbound, uh, no's. Sometimes you might get yelled, but of course you should always own that and have the responsibility and uh, ask maybe questions. Why did somebody yell to me if somebody mm. does that? I've been yelled to. Uh, I've learned from we it. All, we all have been. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it wasn't my mom this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. I maybe have, have, have to send you an email with an one sentence answer. That would be great. This, yeah. We can also put it in the show yeah, notes. That's under, really under good question. There. Really good question. Cool. Interesting. And then Roman, also, you should come to sales. I should. Yeah, you should. Yeah. You would be good. <laughs> I believe so. If um, if I have you as my coach, yeah. And then if we apply the iteration process, so let's say if I show up and if I you know get better every day and we use the compounding, I'm sure I, you know I can be and everybody else, well, like most of the people yeah, can yeah, be. You exactly. Know. And then then we really have to decide that it's gonna be like in turtles, turtles, mm-hmm. the teenage mutant teenage turtles. Yeah, my favorite. That, this yeah, is yeah, it. like you're gonna be better than the master in no time. Trust me. Uh, I'm not sure about that. So should you be? So there's this, uh, it's But from... you will be, I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So since I have this in mind, I think this yeah. is from the book about the laws of power. Yeah. And it said, uh, kind of never overcome your master. I think it's completely out of our context. Mm, but that's an interesting thought, please. But it is an interesting thought that just popped up in my head while, while we'll be just discussing it. So what do you think? Uh, should the Padawans, the people who are starting to get better into something, mm. overcome their senseis, senseis and how maybe you as a sensei would feel if some potential something like this happens? Well, I have a question back to you. Have you chosen the right sensei if you can overcome that sensei? It depends. Because that's a, that's a, if I think about that, in if I would be a sensei and somebody overcomes me as a skills and as a professional, I would be happy for that person. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I would ask a question, did I get stuck somewhere? Or like, am I a sensei? Yeah, yeah exactly. And was I too confident on myself and stopped progressing as a professional, as a person, that people came past me? Mm-hmm. Because at the same time, if you go further all the time, you should see it in your life in many, many shapes and forms. Interesting. It's I'm going to put that in my yeah. pocket as well the and think about that. Mental notes, yeah. yeah. I think it's it's worth of thinking around. And also I like the um, idea maybe of self-reflection and also how how this overcoming might happen actually mm. so the only the, the one way is that let's say there's a potential sensei and the sensei has a you know student and then student just like you know rises far and forgets about the sensei so this is one thing mm. and then it's totally different story when it happens gradually and then maybe they go together towards something and maybe yeah. maybe the sensei is already he or she is old already and you know cannot perform yeah. and feeling happy about the student rising up yeah. so Beautiful stories for the movie. Yeah, that's actually one addition here. Would you be like the sensei or uh, the learner? Where are you confident in? I think it's again, like, you know, back to your question that you asked about the field. I think in, in certain fields, I would be confident enough to be a sensei or a temporary sensei because they're surely better sensei than I am. Uh, and then I'm lifelong learner. So I'm, I, I want to work 
but then also i i don't want to overcome sensei that would make them feel bad yeah this is exactly. the worst thing that exactly. can happen exactly and and do it in a way that it would be malicious in a way yeah uh, terrible yeah yeah so i cannot i don't i don't want none of this to happen <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but what it what a transition it is actually yeah. for our uh, next block. So usually in this podcast or video podcast like we have now, mm. so we have blocks of topics and then we kind of spoke around about the business development, sales, this and that. Um, before we move on, do you have some people in mind that you look up for or some you know content that people who are listening now should follow to upgrade themselves in the sales business development partnership? Well. One, I think overall really good content is visualized value. I mm-hmm. think Jack Butcher is the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, can be found on internet, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn at least. And there's uh, these small nuggets of information, really well visualized and super simpli- simplified. And I, I like them a lot because there are kind of a philosophical concepts, for example, or business concepts that are really cut down to really specific visualizations. Uh, I would put that in mind. Um, in sales context, I would say the advanced selling podcast, that's really good. Even though the one problem here is that I started to listen to it when I didn't have the system and processes in place. I started to learn from there and I found really good content and stuff like that. But there's, I believe, always help for any topic or question you have in hand in sales. I would say that uh, one person that I really enjoy following and uh, having content from is a brand on Fluhardy. Uh, follow him on LinkedIn. Uh, mm-hmm. He all, also has his own, uh, well, courses in internet, but really, really good content if you want to think about how to balance uh, corporate selling and your life, yeah. which has at least have helped me a lot. But there's a lot of people in LinkedIn and uh, I'm, a, I'm a kind of a person that really, really digests a lot of content mm-hmm. uh, and try to get learnings from all kinds of stuff. Do you notice sometimes... Like Stephen Hawking. Like yeah. read his book uh, about stuff. Yeah. Because when you listen to it, you understand. Oh my God, I'm a, I'm a simpleton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so crown yourself. Yeah. Yeah. This is really valuable. We're gonna also put all the all the materials in the show notes, so you can all find them there. Um, and then we are moving on to the next block of questions or topics to discuss. Awesome. Um, Yuskam, what fulfills you? Helping others, it's really important for me. Um, but when, when I was younger, I didn't think that it has to be in balance. Mm-hmm. And uh, to help others, I have to help myself first, which means to take care of myself and stuff like that. But helping others, and of course, it comes in all shapes and forms. Uh, I want to be a good partner for my wife, a good friend for my friends, a good family member for my family. And then again, we expand at the professional level. I want to be really good what I do, but at the same time, be really transparent and always try try to create and drive value. Yeah. And that's sometimes really hard because it's really intangible. So sometimes creating value means that I have to say no to somebody else because of my values. Mm. Whatever, is it the professional life or my personal life? It doesn't matter, but helping others. But we should have a 30-minute discussion on that so we get so really it's a deep, separate, deep. separate <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's going to be episode two with Yusuke. It's like the, the bonus episode, yeah, exactly. maybe before New Year, I think the Christmas and New Year, when we all think of like, you know, what happened through the year, 
this is also a good time not to only project further but also reflect backwards and understand like who did you help this year yeah. or like what kind of value you generated i yeah. like when you, you you speak a lot about the value mm. and i think this value concept that's what i see in all different fields in sales you create value in entrepreneurship you create value as the company you make the business happen and this is how it is in the team leadership you create value for your team and for your organization because you know you enable the business to happen exactly so the whole value concept and a whole approach to help out other people yeah this is yeah this is but, great. but the thing is here I, like i talk a lot about value at least personally but at the same time you have to really whatever the case is you have to concretely nail down what's the value because if you cannot do it it might not be that valuable just so so you really have to understand okay if i want to create value for this person or this company what is going to be sometimes it's let's say money sometimes it's answer to a question for a person who asks from you well what is it for me what is it in it for me and if you can answer that that's value so that's the value yeah you really have to have a concrete uh, ideas on that as well and really have something there to uh, prove in this material world as well something else i can um, i know you from before mm. and i I know how many different things you've tried, you're doing, and you're continue doing. For example, you have a podcast, 26 episodes about uh, e-gaming. Yeah. This is this yeah. is your passion, and then you're a quite creative person. So how do you balance with all your beginnings before, now, and going further? It's a constant time balance and time management issue, of course. Uh, but I have my priorities. Uh, my family for example mm. close family uh, my wife and uh, of course professional life yeah. I have to balance those out but understanding that I have around uh, what uh, 8 to 10 uh, hours in a day that I can really make an impact so nowadays I've learned to say no so that's the one of the most important skills in I believe in any parts of life that you are saying no more than yes and saying yes to the important things and focusing on those things that you want to grow because I believe that uh, the things that you focus on they will grow so choose the right things to grow but it's really hard it's really hard I'm only learning because like we talked I'm I'm what I am uh, from the age side of you so do you do you have something in mind so how how do you choose this these things that matter mm. so what is the approach there well i believe in personal values yeah so you really have to nail those down because from those you can extrapolate the purpose for yourself yeah and honestly uh, helping others there's a lot behind that for me there's hopefully plans in the future and things that i want to achieve uh, on that side but i've built my value map uh, i make decision based on those uh, are they really doing the things for me and people around me that I should be doing and they should be uh, affecting, affecting us in a way that I would like. Uh, but at the same time, when I, when I have that value map, I really have a strong purpose, which I really have built for myself. I found out maybe four years ago that I didn't have that. I have a kind of a crisis of purpose as well. Yeah. So I really, really had to dig deep to find things yeah. that I believe in, that I want to achieve in, and I really have to follow through. Because at the end of the day, when you're in a hard spot, mm. if it doesn't matter to you, you might fall back, you might just quit. Yeah. So you have to have a purpose and believe in uh, your stuff. And I fully resonate with that. 
Uh, and also, interestingly, roughly maybe four years ago, I remember that I caught myself on the thinking that I've uh, following up on a certain like value concept for my work. I used to work in Swappy and I was a team lead. So I used to take care of the team and build certain value maps for the team, try to you know extrapolate company values to the team values. So I've done a lot of work around that. And then I looked at myself and I'm like, yeah, but what about me? What are my values? What mm. I'm what I'm worth of? What I'm chasing? What am I why? And then so then I also done a lot of homework and a self-work to also build something and kind of try yeah. to follow. So so what what I'm trying to maybe say now is that we are frequently also giving a lot and we are doing for others and then we are not doing the same stuff for ourselves. And this is I would consider it a core core of operations. So you do it for yourself and then you do it also for others. I mean, okay, we got back to the, our beginning of the but, conversation, but, you remember? But, yeah, <laughs> but that's actually so good of, good of a point. But I, I have to ask you, how did you feel about on that situation yeah. when you understand that, oh my God, I'm floating without a board, which I'm trying to build for others? Interesting. So if I remember correctly, yeah. so it was some time, uh, I, I felt a bit frustrated with myself, I think. Mm. So, because it was a bit of an eye-opening moment, and then I was like, "But how come I didn't do it before? Yeah. Why? Why do I? Why don't I don't have anything?" And also, I also felt another level of frustration because I worked with other people, right? Mm. And I was like, "But how can I, you know, transmit to them when I didn't do it to myself?" So, um, so I got a bit of frustration, but then I just kind of, you know, figured it out, and I started to spend time on it, and and then since then, it's it's of course improved a lot. Exactly, and that's we now specifically get you sales. If you don't believe in something mm. and you, you are not super connected to it, to it and really understand its value and believe in its value, mm. how do you create results with it? Be it your team, be it your colleagues, be it your family, whatever. That's kind of the core of having values and believing in something. Yeah. But because that's a really interesting point for me in a discussion because, again, how do you operate on the best possible level for yourself and others if you kind of haven't nailed those let's say values down yeah because uh personally uh looking back it makes so much sense to have values but i didn't realize that before i have to really really look hard into the mirror yeah and think about oh my i did this to myself i've never thought about this nobody has talked about this yes. uh, in the school for example but here we are man in a mirror there is another Get topic. Your stuff together. So, you know, in the school they they don't teach what's gonna what matter, but mm. I hope they teach you to learn. Exactly. At least I think they tried to teach me this in schools, and I hope for others is the same. But it is also all different level of conversation about yeah. the education. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> but at the same time, I actually 100% agree that the thing that you hopefully get from school, and all the other places, learn to learn mm. because. I don't think that we have to remember everything that we've been taught. Uh, it's good not, that yeah. we sometimes have something when you are in exam and stuff like that, or in a presentation with your customer or with your team. But uh, learn to learn, because with that you can get far in life. At least learn, learn new stuff. Learn new stuff. Yeah. Simple as that. I'm a bit conscious of the time. You should. I think we had a quite in-depth discussion that covered many different topics uh, and then going towards more wrapping up mm. is there anything else you would like to share with the audience 
So something they need to learn and something they need to know. Any tips, especially from Yuska? Mm. I have this belief in life that do and regret rather than don't do and regret. So That's a good one. Kind of a decide where you focus on. And this is more or less on attitude and behavior thing. But I'm strong believer that you first have to get your behavior and attitude in place. Yeah. Then focus on the skills. And again, uh, we have this one life. You have might heard of this. I'm not going to rap, but it sounded like I'm going to be dropping Eminem stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> but really decide what you are uh, passionate about. And on the other way around, find things that you just do and could be passionate about. Be good at one thing and you will learn more from life than maybe from university or stuff like that. But True. really find one thing that you want to be good at it. That, that's that's what my one tip. One tip from you. Okay, I will drop this mic. But. Hey, no dropping here. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is super good. I'm, I really resonate with this one. Yes, thank you very much for sharing this. Um, what's on your agenda? Uh, what people should, you know expect from you so what what is happening and then also in the same maybe question how do people find more about you social media what do you promote if you have a chance to tell them hey go there check it out well of course visit my linkedin profile see if you want to connect with me because i'm super happy to get to know new people uh, get new connections in many ways uh, find new opportunities uh, currently uh, i'm in between jobs uh, so more on that in the future and uh, not to anything say publicly because mm-hmm. it might be against my contract that i'm yeah looking into uh but uh yeah epilite podcast if you like gaming take that in uh let's go for a coffee if you like a uh, person from kotka uh, you should because we are a small amount of people in finland so minority but we are awesome people not to self-promote but other people as well cool epilite podcast linkedin And then, you know, visit Kotka yeah. <laughs> website. <laughs> visit Kotka is a good <laughs> Visit Kotka.fi, yes. And, <laughs> and of course, if somebody needs a golfing partner uh, to a course who's worse than you, hands up. Oh, it's me. We both are joining, yeah, I think, ex- for that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Yuska, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, it was a big pleasure for me to have you here. I think it's a great discussion. We should run the, you know, the discussion number two in the future after some seasons. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, everybody who was there listening and watching to us. Uh, I'm super happy that you guys are doing that. I really appreciate it and it means a lot to me and also click this you know follow and subscribe buttons because it is important this is how i track that you know somebody's watching this is how i'm you know getting inspiration to work more and get the podcast better yes that's it thank you very much hey thank you roman thank you for having me and follow roman that's an order that's the pod <laughs> <laughs> Pull up in a stagecoach playing Beethoven.